Welcome in to the Amon Green Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 12-year NFL veteran. He's got some speed to go with strength. Huskers and Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. Shovel pass to Green into Vikings territory. Finally brought down. And University of Nebraska eSports coach. Green all by himself. 20, 10, touchdown. 98 yards and a Lambo leap. Here is your host, Amon Green. Uh, welcome into the show. I'm your host, Amon Green. Welcome into the Amon Green, Amon Green Show. Got my man Harrison to my right here on the ones and twos. How you doing, Harrison? Doing good. We got some NBA rolling along here. My yes. Bulls aren't doing great, but Ooh, we're getting yeah. to that point in the season. I mean, Nebraska's five and three, headed to the woodshed this weekend, 11 a.m. kickoff. I know we got the pregame show early, 8 a.m. is when it starts, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. just an exciting time. We were talking about it on Sunday. You know, what are some of the best months? Like, if you can only pick one month, to watch sports right what month are you picking Ooh. uh and obviously i won't pick this month but it, it is a question of like man what is that best month and we're kind of getting to that sweet spot i always pick march because i just need march madness right but if you're a football guy you might be thinking november uh um, i'm thinking like i'm a sports fan so right now i would say about two weeks ago because you still have baseball playing yeah and then you have basketball playing preseason and the regular regular season is here now and then you have nfl ncaa football full goal but then volleyball here in the state um, of Nebraska and all over the uh, college uh, landscape there. Mm-hmm. And so that is something for me as a sports fan. And really, as sports fan as I am, I'm international. So it don't, it's no offseason for me. So you'll be catching some Premier League Premier soccer. League, rugby, a little cricket. That's all right. Forget about your rugby rugby background. Yeah, a little cricket. Oh, my! the cricket guys are legit. I, I mean, need to get into that. Because when I watch those sporting highlights of any cricket match, mm-hmm. they go crazy. Yeah. And it looks pretty fun to watch yeah they're making decent money over there they're making six seven figures isn't the biggest isn't that like india isn't that yeah, probably where it's, where it's like big the best? At. yeah okay. but, but they play it all over mm-hmm. europe parts of your all over europe parts of africa maybe south america but definitely everything across the atlantic is playing it has a pro cricket team that then eventually ends up in india for like their super bowl and uh in terms of international competition. And I'm not sure if it's in the Olympics, but maybe I'm not, I'm not hundred percent. Cause I don't think obviously we, it's not popular here, but it's played here obviously mm-hmm. for, for people that is a part of their culture and, and may, maybe want to even get into play it, but it's baseball. Simple as put it baseball without gloves, no gloves for the catcher, mm-hmm. no gloves for the outfielders or infielders, which there, which is both there's I, catchers. There's infielder, outfielders. What's behind the base. So it's a wicket. Okay. So the base, the home plate is a wicket stand that has these three wood sticks standing up and they like balance it on um like a little i say a wood bottom and then the three sticks go into there and they balance these little look i can't think it's a name they use them i can't think of the name right now but there's three of them along with the three wooden sticks and then it's the uh, pitcher's job to try to obviously hit the sticks it's the batter's job to defend it by swinging the bat mm-hmm. to knock the ball out of the uh, park or into the infield. And you just, and then base and then cricket, once you hit it, you can run back and forth as many times as you want. And that's points. That's why you, if you see a cricket score, it's like 90 something to 50 yeah. because you could just keep running until the ball gets in. And it's not really a direct um, tag, but you can keep running until the ball gets back into the pitcher. And then you want to try to, you know, scoot it onto the, the wicked area again. So you're safe basically 
but it's like it's, it's maybe a spindle or something. You, I know you're looking for it right now. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to find the exact names. I'm, <laughs> yeah, beginner's guide to cricket rules in front of me right now. So we're getting there. <laughs> so I played it. It's on Xbox. Okay, it's on PlayStation. They have the game Cricket Two in 2022. I played it. Now 2023 just came out like a month ago. Sometimes that's the best way to learn. Yeah, because when I my 2K when I was playing 2K every day, man, I could just go through every single roster. Yeah, you know, it gets to the point where. You know, running the GM, knowing the numbers on the salary cap. Then you get to really advanced where you're just picking plays from different offenses. It's like, okay, I like yeah. what the Warriors do. And that's the way to do it. That's why I've told people to play play Madden. Go in and play, pick every, you know, play through all 32 teams. And then, you, then you'll learn, obviously, different offenses, mm-hmm. defenses you like to run. You get used to the, the passing mechanics. And you'll learn the passing mechanics. You know, what's a bullet pass? What's a lob pass? What's a pass where you make sure the receiver is safe? You know, you do that and then also you find out how good you are, because then if you could play with a team that's lower rated and still win, then if you play with a high rated team like the Chiefs or the 49ers or something, or you play, you know, if you play with what's the what's who's having a Carolina Panthers. I was going to say, I always pick the Bears. So that way, if I lose, it's like, <laughs> well, hey, come on, I'm playing with the Bears. Yeah. So but then also it just if you're winning with the Bears, you're winning with the Carolina Panthers, because right now they're struggling mm-hmm. in real life then that t- says a lot about your gameplay. Um, so I tell people, hey, if you want to get good, just go through all 32 and see what your record is at the end of the 32 matches that you or games you play online or whatever. You play with friends. You don't matter. Just try to play with good, very good teams in the game and very bad teams and find out where you, where you are. Basically. Who do you normally roll with the Chiefs? Um, no, I roll with the Ravens. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Raven, Lamar Jackson. He's a. I like any team that has a mobile quarterback. So you probably wouldn't mind playing with the Bears if you can. No, they got Justin now. for a healthy Justin. Hey, like online, yes. I'm yeah. a, I'm gonna win with the Bears because I'm gonna have a healthy Justin Fields, <laughs> and then I got Herbert and who else is that running back? Still got back? DJ Moore. You DJ, got yeah. Mooney, the, I got some. Uh, I got. They got a squad. Deontay Foreman, good good running back. Right, and I'm the coach. It's not Everflus. <laughs> I'm calling <laughs> yeah. plays. Yeah, I'd feel better about. All that. right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's a, you know he's struggling. But it's only what fourth year at it, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's. I think it's his know, third or fourth. Yeah, I know he's been around the NFL, but when you become a head coach, it's a little different. And it's not just him. I'll say right. that much about Eberflus. Right. Uh, the the fact that the Bears have had this problem for so long, they could be foolish to just put it on him. It's like hundred oh, percent. No, because we've upper, done this cycle a million it's times. A, it's now. upper management thing. No, yeah. I, I agree with you there, and that's what I told my wife and every Bear fan that I know. I said it starts at the top. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's been. 30 years since the 80s when that was obviously the Super Bowl then and then yeah 06 was the last time they got there and they went, they went the Colts against the Colts lost mm-hmm. um and then right now just kind of back and forth when you have the coaching changes with coaching staff going in and out that is not good at any level mm-hmm. especially you know as we know as we unfortunately have learned here by being Husker fans it transitioning over over the last 10 years that hasn't been great for our fans and not great for the kids playing because then it's hard for a culture to get built up. But now that's what Matt Rule is doing, doing a really good job at it. But for the Bears, that's where their program over there is just like, is the, is the what's the whole uh, softball, baseball movie, Bad News Bears? There yeah. you go. It's, it's, it's it exactly that. like it that. It is that. I will say, that's why I was happy. I know people were freaking out about the Donovan Riola rehire. It's like, oh man, our offensive line, this, that, and that. And I'm like, I don't know what they look like if they're going to be any better if we just keep giving them a new old line coach every two years. 
That's yeah. a lot to take in, it especially is. in a group that has to play, you know, solid together. It's a big team chemistry kind of spot. Or communication. Yeah. You don't want that to be changing over year after year. No. And then blame the offensive line for not playing well. Yeah, you <laughs> it's can't like, be mad man, at they've had, guys. they've been taught to do the same thing, but in, you know, five different ways. Yeah. They're young adults too. You got to remember that they're coming in 18, just turned yeah. 18, 19, 20. They leave out here. They might be 22 to 24 years old. And they're still growing. Yeah. They can and, get better, but I'm just not going to constantly bash them. No, you can't. No. And I think can't. the fans are, I think we've gotten to a point where we're understanding that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, this is understanding. all the coaching changes, it's like, okay. Yeah. I can see how this happened. For sure. I, uh, mm-hmm. and I, and I saw, I say I've experienced like the fans, like you said, having an understanding mm-hmm. when in my intro to East, uh, intro to sports media and mass communication class in the first month of the school year. It was a discussion discussion question that I put online, and everybody can answer. You get easy five points. All right. And it was basically nobody's wrong. It's just write your opinion. And it had a question about you know, fans that are the hardcore fan. You know, are you? And it's not the hardcore fan. It's like the fans that are kind of like cheering and and also booing the players on the field. And how do you feel about that? And um, what do you think? It was something else. Something in the neighborhood. I'll look it up on break. Look at, you know, how do you feel when you, you know, as long as you players go out there and play as hard as they can? You know, what is your thoughts? And, and a lot of the kids in the class that wrote, <clears throat> excuse me, in the discussion um, area was all very positive. It was all, it was, wasn't surprising, but it was like refreshing. Yeah. To see like the kids, because some, I got some of the football players, I got some soccer girls in there. I have a uh, few basketball players. Yeah, I know you there. got Ramel Lloyd Jr. Yeah. I got to hear exactly. a little bit of that conversation. Yeah. So, <laughs> To have all those athletes and then have the you know the student body around them that are fans of all the sports mm-hmm. saying, look, as long as the kids, as long as the players just play hard, regardless if they're winning or losing. Because it was a question uh, built, it was centered around what happens, you know, are you the fan or would you support the team if they're not playing good? It's like, no, man, as long as they're giving 100% and still losing, I'm okay with that. That's what a lot of the responses were. It was, it, it was refreshing to read that. Uh, an interesting follow-up would be, do you still support the team if you don't trust the ownership management? <laughs> yeah, that's the professional that's, thing. Yeah, that's when you get to the Bears. Yeah, I'd be you, like, of course I support the players. But <laughs> Yeah, so support the players because they're, they're working hard in training camp. They're sweating. They're leaving their families for mm-hmm. a month. And for NFL level, that's what's happening. In college, you're already away from your mom and dad and brothers and sisters. But So you're on campus. And what Rule did, he went back to – the old days where God, we were all in the dorms together, regardless if you were on campus or not, you had to be in dorms for at least a week. Mm-hmm. So even if you had an all off-campus apartment for that first week to week and a half, you were in the dorms with all your guys, offense, defense, special teams, everybody was together. And we saw that with Matt Rule this year. Yep, and he did, and he went back to that. And that's when I talked about it earlier this year. I just was like, now it makes sense because mm-hmm. that was gone. And that was us finding out everything about each other. You know, obviously the on the field stuff, being in the locker room, being on the practice field, being in the meeting room, but then obviously personal things, good and bad. And we find out if we really, we know that we have teammates and we know we have to kind of like them, but you find out, you know what, he's really cooler than what I thought. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not just a great athlete you know, or a cool dude. Because some of these dudes I played with, they were just, they didn't look human. They were huge. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is the biggest fullback. And like Jeff and Joe McAvigga, we call them the Bun Brothers because their legs, their quads, and their butts were so big. We call them the Bun Brothers. So I'm just like, I believe it. This is my fullback. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, this don't even look like it's like a steamroller. 
That's one of my very, favorite uh, very, stories. Yeah, very agile steamroller. Yeah. Very it's, agile. Jay always yeah. talks about it. You know, he's like, he used to not, you know, go to the weight room. I think it was like day one. Just seeing all the other Nebraska players big. <laughs> I got some work to do. Oh my just God. I remember, human. I remember on my visit when I was in high school, my senior year, and I walked past the weight. They walked me past the weight room and I saw Brendan Stye. <laughs> that, that's a sight. On incline. Incline press, not bench. Okay. Incline, five forty-five. That's five plates on each side. So you're talking about ten plates, repping it out, four or five reps. That's incredible. And I said, um, "Will he be here next year?" <laughs> They're like, "No, he's a senior." I'm like, "Dang." I'm like, "But I said, you know, I'm like, well, y'all always retool, you know, refill the bullet cha- chamber really good with lime, so I'm not worried about that." But Oh my God, he's strong. They were just different. We, yeah. we, I remember we'd always used to quote them. We are our weight lifting shirts. We all had, you know, the gray one because mm-hmm. that's what they do. They always have like the, they wear crew necks. I yep. feel like those guys would put some layers on, and they'd always say, "If the bar's not bending, you're just pretending." <laughs> we just rolled with that. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah, and I think I want to say that came from the that's pipeline, but it was a great line. That is a good one. Mm-hmm. Yep, the bar ain't bending. You pretend. <laughs> oh yeah, that definitely that bar was screaming. Oh it my was more, god! It was more four, than bending. What'd you say? Four twenty-five on incline? No, a four. No, four five forty-five. Sorry, five forty-five. So five plates on each side. It's a lot of weight. That's incredible. What was your max on incline? On incline, yeah. I was happy with two ninety-five. I was gonna say that seems like an inhumane number. <laughs> right. I'm like, this is not right. I'm like, he should not be doing. Be able to. I was like, that was a bench press max. I was puffing out my chest if I could get over 200. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't even know if I hit that bench. Right, hey, yeah. I was struggling in high school. I thought my bench was low. I didn't think my arms were big enough until I got here. And I remember one day, my sophomore year, during spring ball, I saw Coach Solich in the weight room. And I, I always teased him every now and then because he's just my coach, and I loved him. So I give him a hard time. He gives me a hard time, too. But I'm like, what you? I always tease him about his uh, arms. I'm like, what are you doing in the weight room, Coach? He's like, don't worry about me. I'm, I'm, I know what I'm doing. I'm like, all right. So one day I called him. He was in the back. So we used to have this back part where all the uh, dumbbells were, where there were dumbbells basically for buys and tries. Right. A whole rack from zero or not zero from, I think two and a half pound was the lightest all the way to a like a 150 pound dumbbell. <laughs> two of them together. It was like crazy. So I called him back. I noticed and I started noticing he was back there like twice a week. You know, working on basically working on his body. And he had big forearms like myself. So then it makes, I was like, okay, now it makes sense. A little dude back here repping it out. So he would go from the fives all the way up to as far as he could go, you know, where all the just burning it out, burning out all the lactic acid builds up and then go back all the way down to five. (laughs) He'll take a little break and then go back. And because that's when I walked in on him, he told me that's his regimen. I'm like, I'm in. So I started doing it too. And yeah, it was, it was a work. It was work, but it was worth it because then your buys and it wasn't even lightweight. It was lightweight, really, when you think about it, but you're repping it out. Mm-hmm. I think 10 to 15 reps per set every time you touch the yeah. dumbbell. So it was pretty, pretty interesting. So we'd always set up those burnouts. Those burnouts are the worst. Yeah. You go, we'd always go, you know, 5, 10, 15, pick easy weight, average weight, too heavy. Uh, we're not too heavy, but not enough where you're going to struggle to get it. And you go 5, 10, or no, you do five on the heaviest, then you go 10, yeah. 15, and you just keep reversing. So by the time you're done, you're doing 15 reps of the heaviest, <laughs> and then you just loop through again. Yep. Burnout's always good. Do you ever get, you get to a point, I feel like when you're that at that level of strength and conditioning, like if you show up to a hotel gym, or you even <laughs> bothering with the equipment there? 
If they have good stuff. Okay. But I've been in some hotel gyms. And I'm like, really? Well, they max out at like 20 pounds. Per I'm like, belt. really? Yeah. I'm like, you telling me that all you telling me that all people that check in are weak <laughs> with a 20. The heaviest you got in there is 20 pounds. That's you could do, you could do some stuff. Depends on the movement and how and the pace. If you go mm-hmm. fast, you can make the 20 pounds where you could be. I can make 20 pounds kill you. I know mm-hmm. workouts that in you take 15 minutes, 20 minutes with a 20 pound dumbbell or two of them. You'll be gassed. I, I, could, I know I could put you, I could put myself through that. Oh, I'm sure. If yeah. you do enough reps, I mean, that was always the, you just do just the bar. Yeah. Because you just do crazy amount of reps. Yep. But no matter how strong you are, you'll get to a point where it's like, I literally can't lift this exactly. 45 pound bar up anymore. Exactly. So it's just some of the hotels are stepping their game up. I'll say that. But some a few I've been to, I was like, what is going on? I, I feel like, like the fitness is kind of making its wake in this kind of new era. Yeah, I feel is. like there's a way bigger emphasis on nutrition is a big one a lot of people are kind of opening up their eyes to nutrition Mm -hmm. like all the foods that you know yeah this might not be good for me but speaking on that yeah we do got a drink in front of me yeah i'm eager to try unless you want to save this for another second uh i mean how much we got till the next second we got a few minutes if you want to tee it up i'll just go break here uh let's tee it up okay yeah Yeah. break it down for me so we got one of our i say official sponsors for nebraska esports and also the ticket here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, called, it's called Sly. So it's drink on the Sly. If you click, actually, if you are at Nebraska Esports right now, they're playing Penn State on Nebraska Esports channel. If you go in that sh- chat right there, there is a link in there. You could click there. And if not, I'm going to spell it out for you. It's www.drinkonthesly.one link. That's O-N-E-L-I-N-K dot me. And then forward slash you lowercase the number zero lowercase i seven forward slash unl esports you could go there and we have like i said our official first um, sponsorship so it's a qr code on my sheet but all sales you could go buy their product and that's why we have the two drinks out here and they have more more they have like four or five flavors all sales will occur a 15 15 percent um Commission. Commission mm-hmm. for us as the Nebraska Esports. So please, if you're a Cornhusker fan, an esports fan, trying to support us, this is the first step. You can do that. Please go do that right now. Um again, drink on the sly. One link dot one link dot me dot u zero one i seven four slash UNL esports. Absolutely. And check out the product. They got vanilla. I know they got a lime one, I think I saw in there. Yeah, my man. Harrison has a mango over there by him. He's going to test it out. Yeah, I'm curious because on mine, I got uh, brain and body relaxation. We got the chill on there. So I'm Mm -hmm. curious. We'll have to break that down. Yeah, we'll break Uh, it down when we come back. I'm kind of the inspiration of these drinks, where they came from, what the idea is behind them. Uh, Nonetheless, definitely go check it out. We'll have the QR code, I'm sure, here at the ticket as well. So if show up, we'll We'll copy this before I leave tonight. It's going to be all over the window. (laughs) We'll just have a massive QR code on the window. You don't don't need to look at us. But (laughs) nonetheless, we'll go out of here. First break, we'll have more segments up left on the Amon Green show. Then we have the don't pun hour with DeMornay Pearsonell after him, and that'll wrap up Ticket Weeknights. We'll have some replays going for you all the way up until 11 o'clock, though. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.